Thank you guys for leading us in worship. Uh, so today we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to um, actually have, I've asked five seniors to come on stage, and we're going to do like a little senior panel for our new freshmen. So I'm excited about this. Um, but to transition us, we're going to play the Impact Camp video. So let's roll that. Welcome to the Impact Dance Party. Well, that was a lot quicker a video than I thought it was going to be. So um, if you guys can grab that table, that'd be great. And then our seniors, um, I had five chairs. I guess just grab, grab the chair you're sitting in. Seniors, come on up. And uh, we'll put the table right here. And if you guys can get your tithes and offerings off the stage, that'd be great. Thank you. I know you like to bring your food offerings on Sunday morning, but, you know, it's... Um, and then seniors, we got to fit five people behind this table somehow and uh no we are not reenacting the last supper don't get any ideas all right um yes what's that oh yeah yeah let's pull this down here here we go there we go all right guys so i have a microphone that i'm gonna pass around here and you'll have to just I guess we can start it over here on the far end. So take that microphone down there. And uh, so, so guys, um, I really appreciate you guys doing this for me because I had this, uh, you know, you get to impact camp and you start having ideas and you, you're like, I want to change some stuff. So in years past, I've always just done like a little mini sermon on Promotion Sunday. And, uh, and I just thought, you know, these new freshmen are going to hear from me a lot over the next four years. And, uh, and so... I thought I would try something different today. We've never done this before on Promotion Sunday. We've done something like this in years past, but like more towards the middle of the summer. And, uh, and so I had this, this was my Monday idea at Impact Camp, is to have five seniors up here and ask them to share a few words. And, uh, and man, look, I'm like looking at some typed out stuff. Like these guys prepared, and it's pretty impressive. And uh, so um, what I asked each one of them to do, and they all graciously... Um, accepted the invitation, and uh, these guys all just graduated, and so since they're still here in town, I thought it'd be a great chance for you guys, all of you collectively, but especially our new freshmen, just to hear some from the graduating seniors. And so what I ask each person to do is to share a scripture that they have found encouraging, that they want to encourage you with, and then uh, also just share, um, you know, something that they wish someone had told them when they were a freshman. So, We'll start at the end with Caitlin. You guys can go. We'll just pass the light down this way, and um, we'll see if they can stay around five minutes each. We'll see. We have time, right? It's Sunday. All right. Go ahead, Caitlin. Okay. Hi, my name is Caitlin. Yay. 
Um, just graduated high school and I'm going to UT, hook em horns. Um, uh, um, so the verse uh, or the passage I decided to share with you guys today was Joshua 1, 5 through 9. Everybody's heard Joshua 9. Um, but, um, <laughs> um, but God is talking to Joshua after Moses has passed and just giving him his um, duty that he's going to walk the nation of Israel into the promised land. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this assignment's really stressing me and out. I need to lean on the Lord. And Joshua's, you know, leaning the people to their promised land. So um, his mission was a little different than mine, but it's really hard. Sometimes life is just hard. And so um, I struggled a lot with anxiety in high school. Um, I still do. And so um, I've come back to this verse just a lot to um, know where to put my hope and um, to rest in his arms. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. So it says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I walk with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you have, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So whether that's the classroom or your sports team or wherever else your little feet land you, <laughs> the Lord has told us several times in this passage to just be strong and courageous and to not fall into your anxiety or the things that scare you, but to find rest in his arms because that is the most restful and peaceful place to be. And so now I'm going to tell you what I wish I knew um, coming into high school, which is a little different. Um, so the community I found here, I mean, you might have seen us. Us senior girls, we love each other. <laughs> They're my favorite people. Um, but really, like, the community that I found here I leaned into it my senior year of high school, and that is my biggest regret by far, because those girls and our, my leaders have pushed me closer and closer to Christ, closer than I've ever been, and they were right there the whole time. Um, I spent the first three years of high school leaning into a community that didn't know Jesus or didn't, didn't really spend a lot of time trying to get to know Jesus, and that showed in my actions, that showed in the way I lived, that showed in the way I spoke, and this way I spoke to people. Um, and it made me a person that didn't live for Jesus um, in the way that I feel like I do now. Um, and that is the greatest gift that God could give me was just people around me who were constantly challenging me and encouraging me and um, just filling my cup in ways that nobody else could. And the rest I find in that is beautiful, peaceful, and I'm so very thankful for it. So that's it. Thank you. All right, so a passage that has been super important to me throughout high school and encouraging, it's, it's kind of a longer one, but it's Psalm 139, 1 through 18. I tried to pick a smaller section of it, but I just felt like it was really important. So if y'all have your Bibles, if you would turn to Psalm 139, um, it's a bit, little bit longer, but I would recommend studying it if, when you get the chance. So it says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. 
Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you, for the night is bright as the day, for darkness is as with light, is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with you. So, the Lord knows us, and he's with us all the time. Before we ever have the chance to repent from our sins, or make ourselves perfect, or make all the right decisions, he is already with us. And we can't run from him, no matter how hard we try. This has been really encouraging to me because there have been times where I felt like I was too far away from God to ever come back. Or where I thought my decisions were too wrong to be forgiven. But in those dark times, this verse reminded me that he won't push me away from his spirit. And that he's always there with open arms to accept us back. And don't get me wrong, it isn't an excuse to willingly walk in sin and say, Oh, I'll just come back to God later because he'll accept me. But when we do fall we can have assurance that we can come back to God no matter what we've done. And this also has to do with my advice for the incoming freshmen. You are made in God's image. You are made to look how you look, act how you do, and think how you think for a purpose. And we're here to further God's glory and the gospel in everything that we are. So don't find yourself thinking that there's a part of you that God didn't intend to be there. He makes no mistakes. And when I find myself thinking he made a mistake with me, I remind myself that he is perfect, and I make him out to be a liar if I believe that he made a mistake. So my final words are that Jesus loves you no matter what, and every part of you is made perfect for him, um, for the glory of him. So. Hi, my name is Gavin. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the passage that I want to talk about... Um, it's one of my, it's my favorite verse or favorite passage in the Bible. A um, little background: uh, this passage is Romans twelve nine through twenty one. And my mom, um, since I was about seven years old, she'd make me uh, say and read this verse or this passage um, over and over again when I get in trouble, or when I got in trouble, or when I would argue with my sister. Um, it's a passage about love. Um, and so I didn't really think anything of it when I was younger, but uh, as I've gotten older, it's really helped me be a, um, become more patient with people. And, um, you know, we talked about love last week um, at Impact Camp, if you were there. And, um, I mean, it is the first fruit of the Spirit, and God calls us to, you know, love like him and lay down our, or take up our own cross and die to ourselves each day. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. Oh, oh, okay. So... 
Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in the, in the spirit. Serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints, seek and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with, uh, with all. Beloved, uh, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, uh, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will keep burning coals on his head. Do not overcome evil, but overcome evil with good. You'd think I'd have this memorized by now. I do not. Um, I, um, but this, this passage has really helped me um, throughout high school. Um, uh, just learning to love my peers, um, and especially um, my family. When I had a lot of questions about things in my past, I just didn't, I, I had a lot of hate towards a lot of things, and it really helped me open my eyes to like, you know, I should love, even though I have been, you know, hurt over and over again. Um, and another thing I would, my advice would be that not just pour into the people around you, like Caitlin said, but um, I mean also your leaders. Caleb, shout out to Caleb. He's been a really big person in all of the senior guys' lives. Um, he's been around us with us since fifth grade, which has been a, such a blessing. Um, and we all hung out with him, and we played around, and he he you know let us have fun. And I wish that I took advantage of going to him spiritually when we were younger. Um, and not just in the latter parts, latter parts of my high school or years or whatever, um, uh, because I had a lot of questions that didn't get answered until way later, um, and I wish that they were answered. Um, so yeah, just pour into your leaders and have them pour into you. So I wrote mine down because I knew if I got up here, I would just completely blank. So if you see me looking at the paper, that's why. All right. Um, so I'm so happy Dave asked some of us to do this because I vividly remember sitting where y'all are right now. Um, I have a couple things I wanted to share with you guys kind of as advice and just encouragement. So I'm going to start by reading a couple of verses that many of y'all have probably heard before. Um, but it gives us a glimpse into what the church reflect, and I found it very important throughout high school. So it's actually Romans 12 as well, verses 4 and 5. It says, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. So, this verse depicts the church as a human body, as you heard. Just as your hand needs your fingers to function, and your face needs your eyes, the church needs its members to build Christ-like community. Which brings me to my first point, that is, that this is where I found my true community, kind of like Caitlin was talking about. Um, now, so some of y'all may have a school community or a community in your sports teams or other extracurriculars, and I had that too, but I always knew that when I came to church, I would be surrounded by people who would be building me up in love and in God's truth. And for that, I'm so thankful for the people I met, met here. Um, they will definitely be part of my life forever. Um, it reminds me of the verse, Matthew 18:20, which says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. 
This is so encouraging to me, which brings me to my next point, that I'm actually stealing from the seniors who were on the stage when I was in y'all's shoes. Um, and that is that it will be so easy to make excuses not to show up, uh, especially on Wednesday nights and especially when you, uh, when you get to junior or senior year and life gets overwhelming. Some of y'all just finished your junior year and you know what I'm talking about. Um, now, of course, some days you need some rest or had a tough day at school, but every time I thought about skipping church, I would hear Camry Rhodes' voice, who was a senior on this stage, saying something to the effect of, I never regretted showing up to church. So I challenge each and every one of you not to make skilly excuses not to show up. It's very tough, especially when those sports seasons hit or the homework is ridiculously overwhelming, but I know that every time you step into this building, God has something for you to learn, and there will always be someone excited to talk to you. And lastly, something that I wish I would have done earlier is invite people. Some of your friends only know, their whoa, only know their school community. And while that is so great, we have a community here as well. They're welcomed into. It may even be a little awkward at first, but God had a plan for each and every one of them. It is not in your own power that they will be saved. And by just even cracking the door, or some people like to say, planting the seed, you're opening so many opportunities down the road. For those of y'all doing impact, you guys have no idea where those kids you're loving on will be 10 years from now. Well, all you can do is choose to love them and share the gospel with them. But you still do it because you have trust in Jesus that he can do incredible work even in just the four days you guys will be with him. As I go up to college, sometimes I struggle with the thought of, did I do enough? Did I try my hardest in sports? Spend enough time with my family? Try my best in school? Was I kind enough to my friends? And have I shared Jesus at every opportunity with those around me? And although I never truly know the answer to those questions, I can't be stuck in the sadness of leaving and going to college because of them. TBC has taught me what I should value in a church. So as I begin ch the church search up in Waco, I can be confident that God has a community waiting there for me. So if I can leave you with one word today, it would be community. As believers, we are called into it. I encourage y'all to find your community that you can confide in and go to with any questions you have and build each other up in love. To wrap it up, Tim Keller says this, only if you are part of, community, part of a community of believers seeking to resemble, serve, and love Jesus will you ever get to know him and grow into his likeness. Thank y'all for listening. I feel really bad because I spend way more time talking about the verse than I do like giving advice, but hopefully it's, it's tied together. Um, I wrote it all down too because there was no way I was going to remember it. If I didn't write it down, I would just talk and talk and talk. Uh, my senior guys know that. But um, for my favorite passage, I wanted to just focus on one verse, Habakkuk 2.14. It says, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. My dad talked about this verse at my sister's wedding. He was saying her and her husband have a part to play in this and that they should fill out whatever part of the earth they end up calling home with the knowledge of God's glory. That's when I really started to like this verse. It was at the start of my junior year. And now it's one of my favorites because it speaks on the future that is promised to believers in a beautiful way. Glory is one of those very churchy words that I did not always understand and I'm still trying to understand in a more full way. Matt Papa writes about God's glory as the weight of his importance and the infinite value of his goodness, his goodness being seen most clearly in his grace, that he would empty himself, as Philippians says, humbling himself and dying on the cross for our sins. And one day we will behold his resurrected face and the new heavens and new earth in all of its glory. Habakkuk 2.14 isn't just some nebulous verse Israelites would recite to please God. It points to the weight of what Jesus did and the fact that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of him. What I love about the verse is the imagery of the waters covering up the sea. Because the waters don't just cover the surface of the sea, they fill its depths. The waters are the sea. We can't separate water from the Atlantic, and we won't be able to separate the earth from the understanding of the weight and goodness of who God is. 
I remember one time I was driving with my dad and I still had my learner's permit. We were on the road out by CTCS and the most beautiful Texas sunset was going down way out to my left. But I was driving so obviously I couldn't stare at it like I wanted to. I could only take small little glances at it. This is what it can sometimes feel like to behold God's glory on this earth, especially when you're really distracted by all the high school things, whether it's drama or work or like a job and things like that. Um, we can only really take small little glances of what we will one day behold because we live in a broken world. And like Moses hiding his face in the cleft of the rock as God passed him by, we aren't ready to behold him yet. But one day we will. Gerard Hopkins writes that the world is charged with the glory of God. I think of a light bulb about to explode. All the beauty of the mountains and the stars and food and music and common grace are shimmering around us. And when that glass breaks and Jesus splits the clouds to bring us home, the light doesn't go away, the world glows with it. So this is what we really ought to be making our lives about as believers. Um, I think like going with like the image of water, we should be puddles, like filling our little pockets of the world, class, work, the sports field, the orchestra pit, Whataburger, our homes, with the knowledge of God's glory. And high school is by no means too early to start. So this is what I'm gonna get into with the advice. What I've really loved about TBC's high school ministry is the way that we're trained to make our lives about the glory of God, both in our discussion groups, talking about um, what we've learned about who God is and what he does for us in the sermons, but even more so through the missions opportunities made available to students. The advice I would give incoming students is to take these opportunities. Serve as a captain for Mission Galveston and Impact. Be a part of Houston or New York trips. Get involved in local outreach activities. Ask Tim about the yearly trips to Rwanda. There are scholarships to help you get involved in these things locally, and any of your leaders would love to help you learn to write support letters for global trips if that's something you would need. God will break your heart for the lost and reveal amazing things to you on these trips. And to tie it all together, he will use you miraculously, even in your sinful, not yet holy form, to fill up Bell County with the knowledge of his glory as the waters cover up the sea. Bring it. Thank you. Man, you guys, um, y'all amaze me, and, uh, and even, I wish I could have the entire senior class on the stage, honestly, um, just to be doing what these guys are doing, and so I know that you guys are up here, but y'all represent um, really an amazing senior class, in my opinion, uh, that has served so well and, and been so faithful. Um, I said this at one, of their grad, at one of their senior blessing nights, I believe, where, you know, this is the class that started out with, uh, with COVID during their freshman year. And it just felt like it kind of hung over for another year and a half after that with everything else that happened with it. And, um, and yet you guys were resilient. You bounced back. You, I saw you bringing people post-COVID to this ministry. And um, there's a lot of people that were in this room and Wednesday night over there because y'all were bringing them and y'all were, you were making it an inviting place um, to be. And uh, so you guys are sitting out there in the, in the crowd. Um, I know that their words carry a lot of weight with you because they're with you. They've been one of you for the last four years. And, uh, and that's a weighty thing. And that's, they, they carry some authority and respect because of that. And uh, so I want you to just take that idea and now apply that to your circle of friends because um, your life carries a weight and an authority. And uh, I don't know why it's emotional for me, but it is. Um, but you're, 
your life carries a weight with the people that you know. Uh, it carries a heavier weight than, than even what I carry, what our leaders carry. We're here, and we're going to preach truth from the stage. Uh, we're going to have truth discussed in our discussions on Wednesdays and Sundays. But, um, but I'll tell you that your, your life, your character, and the words that you say go a lot, long, like a lot farther than um, what even we say up here. And so, um, so we're here to give you that, that kind of spiritual fuel, so to speak, from the stage and teach it from God's Word every week. But it's like you have to then take it and do something with it. And uh, that's what this class, I think, has been about uh, in the last several years. Um, so for you guys, um, did four years go by fast or slow? How would you say? Fast? <laughs> Everyone says the same thing. I've never heard anybody say, no one has ever said it that I remember, man, this four years has just taken forever. I mean, maybe some people have thought that. You usually think that during, like, finals week, right? That's when you think that. But... For the most part, when you look at the whole grand scheme of things, I mean, I remember like this freshman class coming in when they were uh, first into high school, and it has gone by like that. And so, um, just know that that's going to happen with each one of you guys, of course. And uh, and so, we encourage you to don't think um, just completely about the future. Like I've got to, you know, do my time here, and then get out. I mean, wherever you are, wherever your feet are. Um, grow some roots, grow some deep roots. And that will apply like when you get to college, of course, because you can, you can always think about like what's next, like what's the next thing, and then never be present where you are. And so um, to keep that in mind, you've heard a lot of that from this class uh, today um, as they've talked about that. Um, but, but I encourage you guys to just heed what they have said. I'm, I'm glad that Sydney brought up what Camry Rhodes, I'm, not, I'm even forgetting this, the thing she's talking about, but Camry Rhodes on the stage describing um, their, their uh, high school experience. And uh, so that's really encouraging to see that legacy. Um, so guys, I wanted to tell you real quick uh, what to expect for the summer. So um, this summer, we're starting a series next Sunday, and it's one that our students loved when we did this four years ago. Uh, we, we call it Life Stories. And what it is, it's, it's going to be every week you're going to see a leader on the stage, and they're going to share their testimony. And they're going to share, it's going to be like part story, but also part sermon. And so you're still going to have some Bible passages involved. You're still going to have some discussion in your groups. And uh, you might wonder, like, what are we gonna, how are we going to, are we going to evaluate the testimonies in our, you're not doing that so much. You're just going to be talking about the passages they shared in your discussion groups um, each week. And, uh, and so um, you're going to have about nine different weeks of like nine different stories up here on the stage. And we know sometimes these sermons can just seem theoretical, like just ideas. And so we like to put this, put some flesh on it. And about every four years we've done this where we have these, this life stories series throughout the summer. And our students have always loved it and really, really connected with it. And so we're going to have that. It's going to start next Sunday. Um, here on Father's Day, and we'll have a leader up here every week sharing their life story with you and how the gospel has impacted them uh, for the kingdom of God. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so right now, we don't have, we're not planning on doing discussion today because of um, just a number of leaders are out and also um, just didn't really fit with what we're going to do. So I'm going to pray for us, and then uh, you guys can just kind of hang out until people get picked up. If junior high is having discussion, 
make sure you're really quiet going out there in the lobby because they might be using that lobby for a discussion area. Um, and I think that the, so remember, you're now in a different grade. So um, those that were just sophomores and are now juniors, the girl, the girl class, the, the new junior uh, girl class, um, the leaders wanted to have a little meeting with you guys, I think. Did y'all want to do it in here or like in a breakout over there? What's the best way? It's y'all's call. Okay. Um, if there's a spot over there, then you'll go that way. If not, we'll try to do it in here. All right? Does that work? You want to go check and see and just maybe you can let them know in just a minute. Okay, so junior high is discussing right out there in the lobby. So if you're going to if you're going to make your way out, I might even go out this back door if I were you and if you're going to exit the building and not interrupt their discussion there in the back. Let me pray for you, and, um, and we will see the impact teams tomorrow at 7.45 a.m. All right? Let's pray. Let's pray. God, thank you for uh, these uh, students. Thank you for them uh, just sharing their heart with us today. And uh, we thank you for these new freshmen that have come in. We, we pray that um, this place is a place that gives them life in the way that it has for the senior class. And we pray that um, we know that we all play a role in that. We all play a part in that. We pray that you'd help uh, us to just have a great week this week with impact. We pray that um, that this week is not just an event. It's not something that just happens in four days and we're done. But we pray that there would be um, just things that happen in this, in this next few days that just ripple out and just continue throughout the summer and even beyond. And uh, for our church, for our community, for our city. And we pray that your gospel is, um, is just so clear to these families and, uh, and brings people to you and brings people to the church and as they become part of the body of Christ. And uh, we just thank you for the privilege that we have to do it each, each year. And uh, let's not take that lightly. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, guys, give these guys a hand. And we appreciate y'all being here. And again, just be cautious going out those doors because the junior hires are still discussing. So if you need